Hi, and welcome to Self-Love with Rihanna Marie. It is such an honor to have you back here. Thank you for tuning in again, and thank you for all of the love on the first podcast. Uh, That was such a vulnerable uh, thing to share, so I'm really glad that it helped some people and that it went over well, and I'm just excited to be here back again with a really specific topic that I get asked questions about a lot especially for those of us who have been in an abusive relationship. And it's hard to understand how to come back from that. So on this self-love podcast, our topic today is trusting love again after an abusive relationship. You know, abusive relationships are so, so traumatic and gut-wrenching and life-changing so how do we come back into trusting love right what a concept that is (laughs) um and i think that it's it's an uphill battle so i want to make it really clear that you're never really done it's a constant cycle of growth. There, there really is no recovered, healed, uh, completely, totally over it. <laughs> I, I just don't think that that's really tangible. What makes more sense is being in this constant flow of continuous growth. And so please know that if you're dealing with this, that it's okay to be messy and it's okay to have past fears and past patterns prop up again and I also want you to know that I'm two and a half years out of that abusive relationship and I've done a shit ton of work and I have a beautiful healthy um spiritually centered relationship and I still struggle with this and I still have more growth to do and I still have to check on myself from time to time again. So again, you are not alone and let's jump into it and get to the good stuff. So back to the beginning, right? The abusive relationship, it brought out a lot. It brought out patterns, pain, created new fears, showed you your past fears. Maybe it brought you to a really, really, really low bottom. So it was traumatic. A lot happened there and it will forever be that abusive relationship you had. Here's the thing though. We spend a lot of time when we're coming out of abusive relationships reminding ourselves that we are not to blame and that we are not guilty and it's not our fault. And we do that because the abuser tends to make us feel uh, crazy and that it's all our fault and we are to blame. Keyword, it's actually called gaslighting when you bring up a way someone is hurting you you speak your truth you go hey when you do this it really hurts and and maybe you could do this another way etc etc and that person tells you that that never happened or it's because you do this or you're crazy (laughs) you're imagining things i don't do that right and so that's called gaslighting 
definitely an interesting form of abuse to read into a little bit and also to be aware of. But because of that, we have to teach ourselves that we're not to blame. And I want to make something really, really, really clear. I never deserved, not one bit, how I was treated and abused in the abusive relationship or even a lot of the toxic things that occurred in my childhood. I never deserved that. And I'm not to blame for it. And it's not my fault. And that's true. And it's true for you too. However, I am 100, 2,000, 3 million percent responsible for my healing and for not playing victim my entire life because, oh, poor me, I had a drug addict dad and I was abused and la 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 la, right? What's, what's the point in that? Where's the growth in that? So it's important to look at your part in that relationship now it doesn't mean you brought it upon yourself however there are ways that you allowed it to occur and there are things you did that would be nice to recognize so that you never have to repeat that again because a lot of patterns were brought out that's the gift of going through trauma like this and going through an abusive relationship is that you do learn a lot about yourself. Now you can choose to stay in that cycle, play victim, and keep bringing the same person to you over and over and over again and acting the same way and being in the same cycles or you can take on a healing journey. You can learn about yourself. You can transform and draw something unbelievably beautiful to you it's your choice you've been dealt the cards what are you going to choose right so if you choose the latter then you'll be able to see a lot of the patterns that you created on your part a lot of mine were that i ignored red flags and i chose to i like chose to be in denial i wasn't really in denial you know, where I genuinely didn't know what was happening. Instead, I knew what was happening and chose to justify it and ignore all the red flags. So also what's happened is that this abusive relationship told you everything that you don't deserve. You now know what you don't deserve. You now know red flags, right? Like if at the beginning he, uh, he or she love-bombed you, uh, that's now a red flag or if they were in another relationship when they started talking to you red flag <laughs> right there's a lot of red flags and now you know them if they're wishy-washy uh are they do they not know how to make you a priority do they say mean things? Do they do abusive, toxic things, right? So now you know everything you don't deserve and you've got an entire list of red flags. You also know your part. Do you ignore the red flags often? The other thing I did was I never spoke my truth. And if I did speak my truth, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. I wasn't speaking my truth for my own freedom so that I could truly heal and let this go. I was speaking my truth for attention and to have a conversation 
and for him to say things that made me feel good, which he never did, right? (laughs) And uh, that's a big one for me. So in a lot of ways, I stayed even though I knew I shouldn't have. So now that you know the patterns on your part, you have to go through the healing. And I actually think, you know, I'll, I'll rephrase that. You have to go through the healing and you'll start to learn what the patterns on your part were and what the new red flags are. And you'll kind of create a warnings list and a list of things that you may do that are also a warning. But the first thing you've got to do is you've got to feel through it. Give yourself permission to get a little crazy, right? Feel it all. Break some plates. Like, eat a lot of tubs of ice cream. Say stupid stuff. Like, let yourself feel it and go crazy. Because if you don't feel it, then the healing isn't really going to do anything for you because you haven't really let it go and gone it out of your system. So write some fuck you letters, burn them, do some dumb stuff, and feel it. You have my permission. <laughs> uh, and this goes for everything, everything that you need to let go of and release, right? And then you go into the healing and the shifting and the transformation. And you can do that a lot of ways, right? You can start a self-love journey, grab a support group, read start journaling, start doing things for yourself to really create that healing. Take some time off from relationships and even flirting and actually just spend time with yourself. I highly, highly recommend that. I find it very important that after after going through something like that to take some time for you and only you, right? So start a self-love journey, tap into your spirituality, start praying a little bit, get into some guided meditations. Also, pro tip, if you think that you can't meditate, that's not true. Try some real simple guided meditations on YouTube, just play it, just breathe, and listen to it. And if you have a thought that comes up, say, oh, thought, and go back to listening to the person talking to you. I don't think meditation is about uh, not thinking at all. I think it's about awareness and focusing. So, just FYI. <laughs> Anyways, you know, what's really difficult is that after you've left something behind, whether it's uh, a pattern, a habit, an addiction, a lifestyle, something that was toxic, a friend, a person, a relationship that you have to let go of, you go into this space that I call going into the void. It's like going through a dark tunnel and you know there's light at the end of it, but you have no idea what that light is. And the walk away from the toxic stuff that you're leaving behind is really dark and you can't see much. And you know that you've let go of something that you needed to let go of. And that was hard. That was really, really, really hard. Super difficult. Painful. Oh, dear God. It's so hard. (laughs) Right? And you're kind of looking back and you're like, oh, God, should I really leave? Do Do I really keep walking forward? I don't even know what I'm walking towards. And I call that blind faith blind trust in your path try affirming yourself 
a lot of us in this space, especially when it's relationship based, is we start to think that, you know, we, we create this fear that we won't ever find anything again like we think that that person who abused us was like the best person ever (laughs) we're like oh god i'm never gonna find anyone again what am i gonna do and so we think that staying and not being alone is a lot better than being alone and just walking towards a miracle that you don't even know if it's gonna happen or what it looks like so Try some affirmations, try some praying, come into a space of trust knowing that the work you're about to do and the journey you're about to embark on is really going to give you so much healing and changing and it's going to make you new and and change you 180 degrees and you are just inevitably going to draw to you something and also that you deserve so much, so much and you're about to learn what that is this is the first step okay fast forward through all of the work you do you've done the work you're at a new new vibration you respect yourself you're empowered you're whole you've spent a lot of time with yourself you haven't been fucking around with other people you know who you are and you feel new you feel at peace you are empowered you are just loving life and you're like oh my god i deserve the best of the best and i know it's gonna come to me when you come to that space oh my god it feels so good right it feels so good now what happens is you draw something healthy to you that matches your new vibration you are new and you embody self-love and respect and healthiness and boundaries and balance and unconditional love like real unconditional love you've embodied that so you are attracting it to you law of attraction it's kind of just like you are what you eat. You draw to you what you are. <laughs> it's a cliche that's really, really true. So now you've drawn to you a healthy relationship and you're terrified. <laughs> you still think you may not deserve it. And you're like, oh God, I've never done this before. I've never been in a healthy relationship before. What the hell do I do now? But you also know that you drew it to you and you knew that it, it took a lot of work to come to this place and you're so happy and you can feel it with this person. You can feel how it's a gift and it's that miracle. It's that light at the end of the tunnel and you didn't know what it looked like. And that light at the end of the tunnel was also this new self you've created through all the work you've done. So I'm going to tell you guys what I do because I experience that fear based on the past from my healthy relationship so here's the thing whatever worked for you whatever brought you to that space of absolute self-love why would you stop doing it because you're in relationship you probably learned throughout that journey that no one else can make you whole that you and you alone can make you whole And you probably learned that you're the only person that can truly make you happy. 
And you cannot rely on another human being to create your happiness because, frankly, humans are fallible and uh, incapable of giving another person every single thing they need. I know that I can't offer another person everything they need. I'm not capable of that. And I can't expect that from another person. So, When we get into these new, beautiful, healthy relationships that we've drawn to us, why would the work stop? Like I said, there really is no finish line. There really is no healed. It keeps going. So a great thing to keep in mind is is the importance of keeping your self-care routine in this beautiful, new connection that you've brought to you. So for example, uh, my boyfriend and I, Since the beginning, we've taken off at least a couple of days a week from each other. And we do that to create balance in our relationship so that we both have time to really love ourselves. So most of those days are spent in individual self-care. And when you create that balance from the get-go, you really will never have to get to that point of like having to not see each other because you cannot stand each other because you're driving each other absolutely insane because you've been around each other too much. Excuse the amount of times each other was just used in the past 20 seconds. Anyways, <laughs> it's it's quite important to create that early on because then you're taking those days off naturally and out of absolute love for each other because you understand that individually you've got to be whole and complete on your own and your cup has to be full so that you can really show up, show up for one another. And if you're putting everything into the other person and nothing into your own cup we have that same codependent pattern coming back so really create some type of balance some type of routine you don't have to have set days but maybe just having that awareness and soon you'll create that awareness really natural in the really really naturally in the relationship where you'll kind of know intuitively when you've got to take a couple days off before you get to the point where you have to take a couple days off. I really hope that makes sense. Uh, So that's number one is create that. Uh, Let me take a sip of my tea real quick. Okay. I'm loving this, like recording podcasts and drinking my tea. What a concept. So you continue doing the work, whatever that meant for you. Were you journaling often? Were you meditating? Were you praying? Did you create a support group? Keep doing those things because they will bring so much into your connection and it's really, really special. The next thing is communication. Communication is so big. I it's also number 1. There is no healthy relationship without communication because when we come back to like what we are in our codependent abusive toxic relationships there was no authentic honest communication right at all so that's what this is going to be about now and allow yourself to get vulnerable and messy 
show your mess to your partner let them see you for who you are and call yourself out and speak your truth from love and when you speak your truth and you open up about something that's been affecting you and you do that from your heart and you've done your work if your partner doesn't react out of non-judgment and unconditional love then maybe they're not the right one because we want to draw people to us who love us unconditionally and understand us that doesn't mean that feelings aren't going to get into the mix and maybe right when you bring it up they're not going to understand but eventually they should be able to come to a space of understanding and non-judgment and communicate from a deeply authentic place and it kind of goes like this if something's affecting you if we go back to basics and we use i statements it's like when you say this i feel and it makes me do blah 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 blah. it would be amazing if you could meet me in the middle and we could find a way to compromise this so that it could work better for both of us it really does sound like that and usually the other person doesn't feel attacked because you're not attacking them you're trying to grow together and also take a look at at what happens when you get into a disagreement do you come to a solution thanks to communication and then grow from that or are you staying stagnant and stay and staying in a cycle where nothing's getting solved and you're just going backwards uh hopefully since this podcast is about having a healthy relationship after you've done the work after an abusive relationship that 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 it is that way and you've pulled to you a beautiful healthy relationship that includes communication on a really awesome level right so make that a big focus now i want to make something pretty clear and we're going to talk about this in another way in a way that you can work on it with yourself because it's important that you don't use your partner as an emotional uh dumping bag trash bag punching bag I don't fucking know, but you get what I'm saying. It's important that you do your own work and then you can communicate with your partner. But it's also okay to show show your mess. And I have definitely called Tanner in absolute panic attacks. And I have also uh, processed with him after I did my own work. So it's both. It's showing both. And there's a balance in that. Anyway. When you've had trauma from a toxic relationship, a lot of times there were certain phrases that were said that have become triggers. So in my experience, my abuser would say things like, I love you, really just to use me and abuse me and probably fuck me. And they weren't genuine. They He didn't really love me. And he would also say things like, you're crazy or you're annoying or you're psychotic or uh, it was a joke. It was just a joke. Um, that's a really big trigger for me. It was just a joke because obviously it came to a point where it was really no longer a joke. So the point of me telling you those certain phrases that have become triggering is your new partner 
may say those things from a genuine place, right? He probably is, he or she is probably telling you they love you uh, genuinely (laughs) and they mean that and they have no ulterior motives for it and maybe when they say it was just a joke, they really mean that it was a joke and it, and, and, that's acceptable but for you it's it may trigger some of those old traumas in the old way you were treated and that's okay there's no reason to be ashamed of that guess what you get to do you get to communicate that in a really gentle way because here's the thing if you go to your partner and you go don't say that to me i hate when you say that they're not going to know how to react. They're going to get defensive because you're attacking them. And they're going to be like, what the hell? Why don't you like when I say cupcakes? <laughs> like They're going to be super confused, right? So you have to have to offer them explanation. And I've had to do this before. I've had to be like, hey, you know, sometimes that word is really triggering me, tri- triggering to me because of this. And I, I wonder if you'd be willing to meet me in the middle and tr- like try not to say that I understand if it slips out but just to put some intention in for refraining from saying that and he understands every single time why does he understand because I explain it and it's obviously has nothing to do with him and it's something that I'm asking him to do for me and usually they're gonna be up for doing that for you and also I'm very open book about my past and he knows what I've been through and so when I bring up something that uh, is affecting me because of a past trauma he really gets it but he cannot understand that if I don't offer him that explanation and get really authentic with him and tell him what's up so offer that to your new partner and speak your truth and it's okay to have boundaries it's okay to have things that are not going to work for you but you cannot expect them to just know that right how are they supposed to just know that you've got to explain it to them the truth of the matter is good change is scary any change is scary and particularly for some reason when we're so used to being depressed and being sad and we have this sort of idea that happiness never lasts it's like when something good and healthy and beautiful comes our way it just terrifies us and I I I think in some ways that's human nature and in other ways that's what happens after you've been in toxic situations but it's both and so I just want to give a really big reminder in whatever situation you're in even if this whole idea and topic doesn't apply to you just know that it's okay to be afraid of change sometimes and it's okay to not know what route you're going all the time and it's okay to have your past things come up as long as you work on them and I love you (laughs) okay the last big thought I really want to dive deep into is something I call fear versus trust and intuition And this is a big one, and it is truly the base of all of this. It's the base of trusting love again after abuse and how to maneuver a healthy relationship. You know, from our childhood and just from past experiences in general, we create these fears and beliefs. So, in an unhealthy relationship we probably create a fear that they're always going to leave or we're going to be abandoned 
or they're just everyone's going to be just like that one guy and I'm always going to get used and I'm not enough and 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 those beliefs become fears and so they'll show up in this new relationship and they're actually showing up so that you can work through them but they will show up and you have to understand and have this awareness of when it's fear talking and if you can recognize that and you can recognize oh I'm in fear right now right now my head is telling me that he's going to leave just like everyone else so I'm gonna take a breath I'm gonna pause I'm gonna breathe for a couple moments I'm gonna journal and I'm going to write the intuitive, trusting way to look at this. And so one tangible way to practice this is a journaling exercise where you take two papers. Uh, maybe if it's in your journal, it's side by side. And on the left side, you pour out all of the fears. He's going to leave me. He's just like him. I'm not enough for him. Blah, 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 blah. Pour it out. Write it in red pen. Get it out. Pause ask the universe or your higher power or whatever it is you believe in to help you really let that go and release that because it does not serve you and then ask the universe to bring in the trust and the intuition and on the right side of the page jot down all of the beautiful intuitive ways to look at that and there is one for every single fear. And there is another way to look at every single fear. And it will take you out of the fear mindset and a snap of a finger. And it's one of my most used exercises. And to this day, I do it in my journal. And I also just do it in my head real quick. Like, I'll, I'll hear a fear pop up and I'll pray and I'll switch my thoughts around. It's the mindset and it's being aware of what you're thinking. Now, we're going to talk about fear and this is that moment in the podcast where I want you to hold this really dear and close to your heart regardless if this particular situation we're talking about applies to you or not. This is a life thing. Fear cannot live in the present moment and I want you wherever you are to take a moment right now sit in this present moment the now you're listening to my podcast and you're doing whatever else you're doing and recognize how safe you are in just this moment how protected you are you're at peace you're okay. You're okay. Everything's perfectly fine in this moment. Fear doesn't live here. Fear can only rest in dwelling on the past, the past situations, the past traumas, the past cycles, or it lives in future tripping. It lives in, are we going to get married or not, when you're 16, for God's sakes. Oh my God, can you not worry about that? Please, for the love of God, do not make a Pinterest board about your marriage when you were 16 and in a relationship. <laughs> and not because you, 
the two of you couldn't absolutely get married one day and you really may be in each other's lives for that long and you have such a beautiful relationship that you can feel you'll get there but what's the point of creating expectations right be in the moment are you okay in this moment yes and that's something that helps me so much in my current relationship it's like I'll start future tripping and I'll be like oh my god will you ever want to be with me like I'm constantly spilling coffee like who would want to live with that (laughs) and then I'll be like oh he's just like every other guy and he's gonna leave me I stop, I pause, I come back to the present moment and we are perfectly fine and perfectly happy and so healthy, spiritually centered, we're both sober and it's like, okay, <laughs> like, we don't argue, right? We communicate and we get in disagreements, but we really don't argue and in this present moment, we're just fine. So give yourself a break, please, for me. Come back to the moment and recognize that fear is a dirty liar. It's never true. And I'm not talking about the fear when you're, you know, standing in front of a gun and someone's threatening to kill you or you're about to drown or like, like, you know, fear that makes absolute perfect sense. I'm talking about emotional fear, which is different. And it can't live in your moment if you don't let it you have the power so everything is going exactly as it should and you have done the work and I am so proud of you and if you are you know listening to my podcast and watching my things because you want to start doing the work and you're ready and you're ready to turn your back on all of the toxic cycles that you've been living in then you need to know that you absolutely can go through that journey and you are on the brink of your transformation and it's about to be so beautiful And you're going to create absolute unconditional love for yourself. And the key truth here of the entire thing that we've been talking about is that when you create that love and respect and unconditional love and treatment for yourself and you feel empowered and you feel whole and you become those things, you will inevitably draw it to you in divine right timing when it's meant to come your way and there's no way around that but if you continue letting fear take over and staying in those cycles and not changing a thing you will continue to cycle around the same people places and things over and over again so my message to you is come back to the present moment continue doing your work be independent do yourself love take 30 minutes a night take a couple days off it's okay to say no what are your boundaries communicate them let them see your mess a a little tiny message i want to tell you and i love sharing this when i'm talking about getting really authentic in the relationship and letting people see you for all that you are because hopefully by the time you've drawn to you a soul-centered relationship you appreciate your mess and I love myself for my mess and it's like if you don't then bye (laughs) like I don't need you in my life right and I've really come to that understanding so 
I do want to share that uh, the first time my boyfriend and I ever said I love you to each other was when I was half-dressed having an absolute panic attack over getting dressed literally like an actual panic attack because they didn't know what to wear and that was the first moment we ever said I love you to each other and it was one of those things where I was like oh my god I just completely openly let someone see me for who I am in and and every single part of me and I let someone see me that vulnerable and that messy and they loved me for it and and of course it was kind of like fuck yeah you love me for it like you better (laughs) but it was also such an eye-opening moment for me so try that out and I hope that this gave you some ideas if you are now in a beautiful relationship and you're looking for ways to really keep your self-love going and trust love again and know that you deserve it please know that you deserve it and that you drew this to you and it is completely normal to be battling a little bit of fear and to be a little afraid of change and good things because you're human and it's normal and I and I get this question not only from girls in session and people who watch my business but also from friends who do the work and draw it to them and they're like oh my god have you ever been ever been totally terrified and totally afraid with tanner and i'm like yeah of course but it's not real it's not truth if you're staying aware and you trust yourself and you trust your path then you know that it's just fear and it's just lies. It's a dirty liar, goddammit. Don't let it have power over you. Okay, so we're coming to the end here and I want to offer absolutely all of my love to you and thank you again for tuning in and for getting this far in the podcast and I really, really so appreciate your messages and your feedback and your experience with this so please let me know and I think it's really precious that people are adding this into their self-care routines and doing like in their morning routine or their nighttime routine and it just makes me so 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 happy because that's the space I really wanted to create so please continue messaging me you can find me on instagram at pink and sparkles 101 and you can find me on Twitter at Pink and Sparkles with a Z. My website is rihannamarie.com. And if you would like to book a private coaching session with me, or if you would like to come to our webinar at the end of December, it's all about releasing old patterns for good, understanding the why and the how and the what they are, and creating new patterns for the new year and for yourself then let me know you can find all that information generally on my instagram and i'm so excited to hear from you and i hope you're just having the most blessed day or night wherever you are and i will see you in the next episode so much love and don't forget to do something that is self-loving for yourself i love you guys